Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope you are having an amazing day today. Thanks so much for listening and for sending in your questions and your topics. I wanted to tell you about a couple of free things that I am doing to support you and your goals. We are flying through 2023, and I Not only do I want to have this year be an amazing year for me and really crush my goals, I'm looking at the tools that I'm using, the tools that I'm sharing with my clients that I can in some ways share with you guys. So this isn't just another year where you had great intentions, you hoped you'd get further, but life got in the way. I want to help you achieve your goals even though life will throw us curveball after curveball after curveball. So there's a couple of things that I want to make sure you have on your radar before we get into today's stuff. The first is I'm starting a free training series. It's going to be live. It's going to be online via Zoom, and it's going to be totally free. And I'm thinking that it'll be about once a month. But this month in March, we're going to do two of these free live online trainings. They're going to have different topics based on what you all want to hear about, what you all need in the way of support for reaching your goals. The first one is going to be Tuesday, March 28th. That's a Tuesday. I just said that. Tuesday, March 28th, which happens to be a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I always intend to record but I never guarantee that because I've just been doing this too long that I always say, if you can be there live, be there live. I will do my best to record, but sometimes things happen with tech, so I never guarantee any kind of access to a recording. But these are live. These are free. The one on March 28th, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, is going to be all about getting back on track. Getting back on track. So we'll spend probably... 40 to 45 minutes talking about specific tools and strategies for getting back on track. Then for anybody who is live, I will answer any and all questions from folks who are there live. So that's a great opportunity if you have a question about applying some of the tools and strategies we talk about or a completely unrelated question. I will be there live on camera to answer any of your questions. And I always stay on until every question is answered. And then we'll also talk about what it looks like if you need more support in applying this stuff. Because some people are really great. They hear a tool, they hear a strategy, they get to work on their own. A lot of other people feel like, I just can't get myself to do it. So we'll look at options for support in putting it into action and staying consistent and staying in the game. So Tuesday, March 28th, 8 p.m. is going to be about getting back on track. Then just two days later, Thursday, March 30th, also at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, in response to episode 1073, which was about my experience with a continuous glucose monitor, we are going to dive into all things using a continuous glucose monitor for fat loss, for energy, for anti-aging, all of those things. 
I'll answer any and all questions. I will show screenshots of what my app looks like, what the readout looks like for me, what's helpful, um, what questions that I have about it, the cost, the options. I'm in no way affiliated with any continuous glucose monitoring company, but we just got so much feedback on episode 1073. I didn't want to wait because I'm thinking, like I said, of doing these free training series once a month, but I didn't want to wait to do this one on continuous glucose monitors because there's been so many um, questions and so much interest after episode 1073. So that one will be Thursday, March 30th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to be notified and get the information and access to these trainings, all you have to do is drop in your name and email address. I'll put the link to register in the description for this episode, but please know it's also in the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's also in the link in my Instagram bio. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Uh, And if for some reason you can't find it in any one of those three places, just message me and I will get it to you. But the way that it works is if you register for the free training series, you get access to all of them, right? So if you register today for, because you're interested in the getting back on track one, cool. You'll also get the information for every subsequent one. And these are totally free, online, live, nothing pre-recorded. Um, so I hope that you will grab the link and register. Again, I will put the link to register in the description for this episode. It's also in the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's also in the link in my Instagram bio. So there you go. I don't want to forget what we are giving away today. All you have to do to be eligible to win one of our weekly giveaways is leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you listen. And then I choose at random from recent reviewers for the weekly giveaway. Today, I'm going to give away GBX Burn. GBX Burn is a supplement. It's the most recently launched product by Amare. And it was intended to be an all-natural thermogenic, so it supports with fat loss. However, the reason that I really, really like it is there are specific ingredients that help heal our gut integrity, which even if you think, I don't have any gut issues, because I certainly have thought that way about myself. I don't struggle with constipation or diarrhea or any of those kinds of things, food sensitivities. But when we have either a history of overeating or we eat processed foods or we've been on antibiotics, there's just like this slow degradation of the gut lining, which leads to things like inflammation, anxiety, depression, trouble losing weight, um, chronic disease. And I love GBX Burn because it helps to heal the gut and benefit side bonus. It also acts as a thermogenic to help support fat loss. So I'm going to give that away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. All right. Great question that came in that I cannot wait to talk about because I think that so many people are struggling with this. And I encourage you guys, if you have a question, if you have a struggle, please let me know. At a minimum, I can dive into it on a Saturday show. And at most, it could be the topic of an upcoming free training. So please do not hesitate to share what you need support with. And if it aligns with my areas of expertise or the ways that I help people, I will absolutely dive into it. So this first one says, how do I stop and think and wait before making a choice? How do I stop and think and wait before making a choice? So many people struggle with this, and I have for for a long time and still at times do, 
where it feels like the impulsive eating, like our brain shows up to the party afterwards, you know, <laughs> or maybe it's that impulse spending and you know better, but you're not even thinking about all of the tools that you have until after the fact. So this question comes up again and again, how do I get myself to use either the questions I have or the tools that I have or the the knowledge that I have in a moment instead of just plowing forward and making a choice? Where people are getting this wrong is that they're just hoping those skills are going to show up in those moments because they want them to or because they're reminding themselves. But here is the way that that kind of presence and awareness and good judgment comes into our lives. We have to practice in other times, in other times. You don't just hope, like I, I think a lot of times in sports analogies, I love sports, played sports growing up. But you don't just think that if you play in enough basketball games, you'll get better at that key three-point shot under pressure. No, you, you have to practice, right? You have to practice when you're alone in the gym, when you're alone in your driveway. You practice when there's no defenders. You practice over and over. You're drilling, you're drilling outside of game time. What that means is... We have to be practicing presence and awareness and good judgment when we're not in these game time scenarios, when we're not in these late night in the pantry scenarios, when we're not in these emotional spending or emotional eating or tense conversation kind of scenarios. That's how we get better. If we want to change those moments that feel automatic, then we have to be more intentional other times when the stakes aren't as high, when we're not in the height of emotion. And then that way that skill gets better and it shows up in other places. For example, if you're driving or you're in the shower and you notice that your mind is wandering, so you're doing that activity mindlessly. You're driving, but it's one of those times where you or like, I don't even know how I, how I got here. Or you're in the shower, but you're thinking about a meeting you have, or you're thinking about a conversation you need to have. These are the opportunities to practice being more mindful, to practice being more attential, intentional. Redirect your wandering mind to what you're doing. You can practice this when you're playing with your kids. And you're thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner. You're thinking about what you need to get from the grocery store. You're thinking about your to-do list. Practice being present and mindful and intentional about your words, intentional about your actions in that moment. You want to be getting better at presence, at intentionality, at being fully in the moment you're in and not mentally being someplace else. If you're at work, practice making deliberate, present, intentional decisions and not just going through the motions and being in an automatic routine practice thinking and choosing and behaving deliberately over and over and it's going to show up more and more and more the more you practice. I always look for opportunities to do this. Last night I was cleaning the kitchen. In fact, I was cleaning my oven. We recently, so we do bacon for breakfast most mornings, not just bacon, but like Roman will have blueberries and bacon and eggs and Chris and I will have some. And I started cooking it in the oven. 
Well, after a week of cooking bacon in the oven, the glass window of the oven was just gross. So I'm, I'm cleaning it. But as I was cleaning it, I was listening to a podcast and I was thinking about my work to do's and thinking about, you know, what I needed to do with Roman before I put him to bed. That's a perfect opportunity to just practice doing what I'm doing and thinking about what I'm doing right? I could absolutely very easily clean the oven mindlessly. It doesn't take my intentional presence. It doesn't take me thinking consciously about what I'm doing. I can just do it. But when I seize that opportunity and as I'm cleaning the oven, I'm thinking about cleaning the oven and I'm being conscious in my actions, I get better at being present and conscious. I can absolutely play trucks with Roman while thinking about work and crafting an email or a podcast episode in my mind. But when I practice in that moment, thinking about what Roman is doing and thinking about what I'm doing and thinking about the cars and being really intentional about the way I interact with him instead of reactive and automatic, I get better at being conscious and intentional. So the key here is where where most people are expecting change to happen is I know to be more present, so I should be more present. I want to be more present, so I should be more present. And why am I eating mindlessly at nine o'clock at night? Why am I responding mindlessly in a text message and only later thinking, I probably shouldn't have done that. You have to practice in the other situations, the lower pressure situations, the situations where it feels easier to practice, where there's less resistance to practice. That could be while you're driving. It could be while you're taking a shower. It could be while you're cleaning the oven or washing the dishes or preparing dinner. Be present and intentional and think about what you're doing in other moments. And that is a skill that you build that will then show up in other areas. Even if you're thinking, gosh, it's that evening eating where I tend to be more mindless. Okay, well, breakfast and lunch feel easier. Great. Practice being really mindful there. Put your phone down. We talk about this all the time, how multitasking allows us to not be present in what we're doing. So when you're eating, don't be watching TV. Don't be browsing on your phone. Don't be responding to a text message or listening to a podcast. When you're eating, be eating and be thinking about eating. Be thinking about chewing. Be thinking about the enjoyment of your food. If it's easier to practice at breakfast or at lunch, practice at breakfast and at lunch. And then that's a skill that you're going to build and it's going to become naturally easier in that evening time if that's where it feels like there's a little bit more friction or a little bit more resistance. Don't practice in the concert setting, right? Don't practice where there's pressure. Begin to practice in other times and it's going to make everything else easier. The next thing I wanted to share with you is actually something that came in from one of my clients in the consistency course. I've shared with you guys before that when people get started, I do an intake form. And the purpose there is for me to get to know them really quickly with as much detail as they're able and willing to share and then to give them a specific starting point. Because a lot of folks come in with many different goals. I want to be more consistent in this area and that area and that area. And there are a ton of tools and resources that I know folks could easily be like, this is all amazing, but I don't know where to start. So they fill out this intake form and they tell me about 
their goals and their most common excuses and where they feel they should start and what gets in the way, all of those kinds of things. And then I respond with a personalized starting point. I wanted to share this with you because when I was looking it over, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that she was honest about this because this is such a common challenge for folks and fortunately one that is very easy to overcome. Okay. So this client in the consistency course has a goal of losing weight. All right. And she was really frustrated. I asked in the intake form, where do you feel stuck? And she said, with where to begin. And then she told me, you know, in terms of what's in the way, she said, I eat whatever I want whenever I want, and I'm not prepared with what I know would be healthy. But then when I asked her, where do you think you need to start? She said, with learning how to create fat loss. And I was like, no. We want to start, when we can start with action, we want to start with action, right? It is very tempting to start by learning more or trying to figure something out intellectually, right? Process, strategy, approach. And then we feel like we're doing something and we feel like we're taking action, but it's not action. It's not anything that's going to move the needle. It's just more information, widening the gap between where you are and where you know, where you expect yourself to be. So what I did was I started to help her break down What she said is the problem. I eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and I'm not prepared with what I know would be healthy. Preparation. That's the starting point I identified for her. That does not mean that she's got to spend two hours meal prepping and now she's pre-planning all of her meals and snacks for the next seven days. Not at all. There's degrees to everything, okay? So if eating whatever you want, whenever you want with no preparation is one extreme and meal planning and pre-planning every single thing you're going to put in your mouth is another extreme, there's at least 100 options in between. One of the recommendations that I made for her is because she said, you know, not being prepared with what I know would be healthy. So she has some sense of something that would be better than what she's doing now. Identify one or two opportunities this week, just one or two in the whole entire week, where you will choose that healthier thing. Maybe that is having a salad with dinner. Maybe that is uh, steak instead of pizza, right? Maybe that is uh, not having dessert one evening or having frozen fruit instead of ice cream. You could have a really clear sense every single day in every single meal or snack of what would be healthier, but let's not set the expectation that that's where we're going to begin. Many times we're dropping the ball because we're expecting something of ourselves that exceeds our readiness to change right now. That doesn't mean we won't be ready for that in three weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks or two days. But let's start in a way that is sustainable, in a way that we have confidence. If you do not have confidence in your ability to execute your plan, begin with something that you do have confidence in, all right? So I said, number one, I want you to just write down everything that you eat because if you aren't paying attention, 
to what you're eating and you're just kind of winging it and flying by the seat of your pants, that's like wanting to get out of debt but not tracking your spending. I mean, it just doesn't work. So step one, write down everything. Bring that higher degree of intentionality. And step two is of the three to five to seven times a day you eat in a given day, I want you to be intentional about selecting what you perceive to be a healthier option two times this week. And then we regroup, right? In a week or two, I want her to update me what went well, what didn't go well. Maybe having that goal of two, she actually hit it four or five times. Maybe with that goal of two, she didn't do it at all. In which case, that's when we come back together. We talk about what went what went on and what was going through your mind and what contributed to the decision making and we adjust from there. But having a starting point usually means taking what you know you could do or what you wish you were doing and then doing a piece of it. A piece, not setting the expectation that every week or every day is going to be quote unquote perfect, but identifying what we're trying to get to and then starting with a single piece of it and reevaluating after a week, reevaluating a week later and seeing what do we want to shift? What do we want to change? What can we add? What do we need to do differently? How can we support ourselves better? A lot of this comes down to being less dramatic. When we're frustrated, it can quickly turn into, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do. What's the point? I know I've been there. I've for sure been there. And I would say that almost everybody I work with, if not everybody I work with, has those moments. And we convince ourselves that it's too much, that we just can't, that we don't know where to start, but we do. We're just not calling our logical, rational minds to the table and we're letting emotion keep us from linear thinking, a piece of being prepared. That's all I was asking her to do. And then a week or two weeks later, we regroup what went well and we adjust. Recognize when you're just, oh my goodness, I can't. What's wrong with me? None of that is helpful. Call to mind, even if you have to act like you're, you know, playing a role, the most linear, objective, cold, hard truth version of you shows up to the table and tells you what. I'm sure we all know somebody who is just a no BS, straight shooter, Frank, Kurt individual. Imagine that they show up and look at your situation. What do they tell you? Chances are for a lot of folks in a lot of situations, that's enough to get you started. They're going to tell you, just do that thing. And look, sometimes we can answer that question in a way that's really, really general and vague and big picture to cut down to actionable today. Ask yourself, okay, what could I do about that in the next hour? If it feels too big, too unrealistic, too much, break it down to, all right, well, if I were to do that, what would it look like in the next hour? You can always do something in the next hour. And that is where I recommend a lot of folks start. Okay, I want to remind you guys before I announce who is winning the GBX Burn, make sure you go to the show description. The link is in there to sign up for the upcoming free training series. First one, Tuesday, March 28th. It's all about getting back on track. Second one is Thursday, March 30th, um, using a continuous glucose monitor for fat loss, for energy, for anti-aging. 
And then uh, from there, we'll probably do them about once a month on different topics that support you and your ability to reach your goals. The link will be in the show description. But it's also in the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's also in the my Instagram bio. So do that. And then if you head to primalpotential.com, I didn't even tell you about the questions. I created a download of, I think it's like 130 or 140 questions that can help you create change in your life and bring your life to the next level. Totally free. Uh, when you go to primalpotential.com, a pop-up shows up or you just drop in your email and you can get those questions for free. So do those two things for sure. Um, and leave a review of the show if you want to be eligible to win our giveaway next week. The winner this week, GBX Burn, is E.Lefleur. E.L.E.F.L.E.U.R. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving a review. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, let me know that you are the winner for 1074 and include your mailing address. And I will get the GBX burn out to you. I'll also link it up in the show description if anybody wants to check it out. Have an amazing day, guys. I'll talk to you soon.